0: Welcome back to the My Everyday Chaos podcast, a podcast for women looking for God's voice and biblical focus in the face of daily distraction. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in last time as we got to learn from Veronique Weber in our conversation about race. I know that time was so transformative for me and just absolutely loved that. Today we're going to be talking about a subject that has been very helpful for me and it's We're going to be talking about comparison and this is a trap that I think the world loves to talk about. We love to talk about empowering women and how we shouldn't, we shouldn't be down on each other and all of that. And why do I think that that's such an important message? Probably because we struggle with it a lot. I mean, watch any girl movie, whether it's Mean Girls or Devil Wears Prada, and you're going to see women tearing other women down, not supporting each other, not empowering each other. I mean, it is just a struggle. And this is something that I've always actually struggled with, I think, um, in my flesh, is being someone that is competitive, that can be insecure, that can compare myself to other people, that can kind of look to the girl next to me and want to measure myself um, based on other women rather than on Christ. And it's such an ugly thing to me. Like, I hate that I struggle with that. I hate even saying those words because we know it's just not pretty. Like, I think that jealousy and competitiveness and comparing ourselves to other others, which I think comparison, that sounds a lot better than jealousy and, and envy. You know, those words just sound icky. But, but I think those things are, are some of the sins that probably have left me feeling uh, the most discouraged in my Christian walk when they come up and somebody that I've always looked to as a great example of overcoming the temptation to compete Is John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist was an incredible man. He was prophesied about in the scriptures. He set the stage for Jesus. He called people to repentance. He was radical. I mean, he was out there in the wilderness eating locusts, covered in camel hair. I mean, he was the man in so many ways. But then Jesus came along and his ministry could not have looked more different. Yes, it was a call to repentance, but he, you know, he did his first miracle at a wedding. He hung out with saints and sinners. Kids loved him. You don't get the feeling that he was eating locusts. I mean, he was eating fish and bread and all that stuff from what we can tell. And so then you see kind of even there's this tension different points in scripture between John's disciples and Jesus's disciples. I mean, you can imagine John's disciples were kind of like, uh, this is not really what we expected the Messiah to be like. And, and in John three, you see even his disciples, John's disciples come and talk to him about this. And I love John's response. In John chapter three, and verse 30, he's talking about Jesus and he says, he must become greater. I must become less. What an incredible thing to be said. What an incredible man. John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin, right? Think about how you can feel towards t- toward some of your cousins. People that you've known for a long time are sometimes the people that it can be hard to be that way with, to allow yourself to, to, to remove competitiveness from the equation, to see the best. And obviously Jesus is perfect, but there were plenty of people that were still critiquing Jesus, that were critiquing the way that he did things. And I love that John refused to do that here. Instead, he chose to say, no, Jesus needs to be greater. I need to be less. I think about David and Jonathan as another example in the scriptures, which by the way, how encouraging is it that both of the examples I'm using aren't women, they're men. So we know that men struggle with insecurity in comparison too, much to the media's display of otherwise. <laughs> it's not just a female problem. But I love, you know, when you think about David and Jonathan, here's Jonathan. He was meant to be the king after Saul. And yet David is clearly chosen by God. He's been anointed. He had this incredible following after him. And Jonathan could have been competitive with David. You know, David's a shepherd boy. What does he know? What is his, what's his experience? He hasn't been preparing for this role. And yet Jonathan sees David's heart. Jonathan sees that God has called David and he willingly steps aside. That challenges me as a naturally competitive woman, it calls me to go, wow, do I have that attitude with the women in my life where I'm constantly going, she must become greater. I must become less. How can I lift her up rather than trying to lift myself up? You know, where does this idea come from? Why do why do we struggle with this so much? I think some of this can come from the idea, I don't know if you guys have ever heard about this, but of the scarcity complex. And what is the scarcity complex? It's basically the idea that there's only so much blessing to go around. Like there's only so many husbands for girls. There's only so many babies to be born. There's only so many good job promotions. There's only so many blessings to be had. And so we can feel this pressure Now, obviously, I don't think actually that's true, but this is, I think, our perception at times. And so we can have this, oh, no, there's limited resources. We got to get ours, basically. And we can criticize other people to make ourselves feel better. I don't know if many of you have ever listened to Gabrielle Union's speech that she gave um, to Essence. Um, And it's this incredible speech. And if you haven't ever seen it, you should totally go back um, and watch it because it's honestly amazing. But she talks about feeling threatened by other women's success. And she says in this Oprah interview, she says, we live in a town that rewards pretending. And I had been pretending to be fierce and fearless for a very long time. I was a victim masquerading as a survivor. I used to revel in gossip and rumor and I lived for the negativity inflicted upon my sister actresses or anyone who I felt whose shine diminished my own. Again, this idea of we can feel threatened by other women's success, by God using even, even their spiritual gifts, it can make us feel threatened when we see that happen. And I appreciate so much John the Baptist's heart to refuse to go there with Jesus. I'm sure he was tempted. I'm sure Satan was coming for him. We know that he does. In fact, there's a point where his faith, we actually see him kind of wavering. He's, I think, wondering if Jesus is in fact the Messiah. He sends some of his disciples to do some recon. But I love even what Jesus says about John the Baptist. He says that he's the greatest man to ever live. And to be honest with you, I think it's his humility in these moments where he refused to, to compete, he refused to get proud, he refused to get judgmental of Jesus's leadership, instead he stepped aside and he let Jesus be the Messiah he was meant to be. He let Jesus shine and he held Jesus up obviously the women that we're interacting with are not little messiahs so that's not quite the same situation but here's my question are we actively trying to have the philippians 2 mindset of considering other women as better than ourselves are we actively trying to lift other women up rather than being distracted by the desire to compete improve ourselves. It's interesting thinking about cousin dynamics because I have a three-year-old. She just turned three yesterday, actually, and she is obsessed with her cousins. And she has one cousin in particular who's nine months younger than her, Westbrook, and they are becoming the best of friends. And nothing makes me happier than seeing them love each other and play together. But Cousins are very important friends because they start to teach you very early lessons about sharing, lessons about sharing the spotlight, about sharing toys, about about being different than one another. Westbrook is so expressive, he's so funny, he's so sweet, he's like the craziest good dancer I've ever seen in a toddler, it's amazing. And I can see sometimes Rosie struggling to reconcile her own worth with Westbrook's. Okay. Wow. So Grancy and Papa and my mommy and daddy and my aunt and uncle, they're also giving attention to this other person who she loves, but how does she reconcile her own worth with Westbrook's? Does him getting the spotlight take away from her? And we're going to have to teach her that no, there's plenty of love to go around. She can share the spotlight. She can share her toys. She can share the fun. And I think for us as daughters of God, we have to remember that too. There's plenty of blessing and encouragement to go around. God's favor with someone at this point in their life doesn't take away from the favor that he has in store for you. God's love for another child doesn't mean that he's holding back on you. And I am saying this as someone that has struggled to wait on things my entire adult life and child life as a matter of fact. But I think this idea, we have to tell ourselves the truth that God loves us, that God likes us, that someone else uh, having a blessing is not something that they've achieved. It's not, it doesn't change how God feels about you. It doesn't change your worth one iota. It just means that we have to take on the spirit of John the Baptist of, okay, She, let me let her be greater and let me decide to be less. And ultimately, let me let Christ be greater and me be less. I hope this has been helpful. There's so much on this topic that honestly, I feel like I could dig so deep on this, but I hope this has been helpful and a good starting point to kind of do some self reflection to really think about okay, when I'm scrolling, when I'm having conversations, when I see other people's good news or am dealing with my own bad news, let me not look to compare myself or compete with the women around me, but let me instead choose to go, all right, Jesus, I want you to be greater. I want to become less. Thanks so much for joining. We'll see you next time.